Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want Kanye to show me the ranch and the farm on Wyoming and pick me fresh vegetables from the garden and serve it to me for $7,500. That's the package I want. What's up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. Post-Thanksgiving, post-Indigenous People's Appreciation slash Black Friday Weekend Edition. This is a podcast brought to you by Hip Hop DX. And here's where we keep you updated on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. I'm one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky, And I'm your other host, A-Dub. So it was a major holiday weekend. First off, how was your Thanksgiving weekend? It was good, you know, got to see families, have a little rest time, a little break, no complaints. How was yours? Same, a lot of eating, a lot of shopping, a lot of hanging out with friends and family. So glad it was good. A lot of things happened this weekend. First off, Kanye West and Drake might be tripping just a little bit with these concert ticket prices. Speaking of Drake, DJ Khaled has announced that he and Drake have a new song coming out together. Also, Rico Nasty has opened up even more about what it's been like to be on tour with Playboy Cardi. And you know we have to save the biggest for last. We have to get into the unfortunate, untimely passing of fashion innovator Virgil Abloh. May he rest in peace. Let's go ahead and get it started. First off, let's start on a light note. Drake and Kanye, or a heavy note, should I say, because these ticket prices are heavy. They're through the roof. What's happening with the Free Larry Hoover concert? You know, we've been talking about it for the past couple of episodes about Kanye West and Drake uh, coming together for this concert to raise awareness or benefit Larry Hoover. And the prices for the tickets have finally came out and they're crazy. I can't believe like these are actually the real prices of these tickets. Yeah. So let me preface this by saying I actually was going to go to this concert. I actually was <laughs> like my friend hit me up about four days ago, maybe. And he was like, yo, what you doing on the ninth? I was like, um, recording the podcast. I don't really have to uh, work from home later that day. But yeah, just the podcast. That's all. I'm pretty much free outside of that. And he's like, Let's go to the Kanye and Drake concert at L.A. The ticket prices aren't that bad. Like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be lit. Everybody going to be out there. And I'm like, all right, bet. We can probably pre-record the podcast or I can record it from out there. It'll be lit. Let's go to L.A. He like, tickets are $300, $400. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that is high for a concert ticket. But for Drake and Kanye West, that seems pretty, <laughs> pretty on brand to me. So I'm like, yeah. all right. Let's get the let's get the tickets. Now, I told my friend, I'm like, well, since you did not extend the invite, you know, you should cover the ticket cost. And then I, you know, I just get my flight and everything else. <laughs> and then that was supposed to be that. 
Now, a few days later, I turn around and I see $7,500 for a ticket to this concert. And I'm just like, what the hell? What's this? What is this? Right. So how did these ticket prices go from three to 400 to now we're looking at seven grand? Like what happened? I guess like the, if you have like the nosebleed type of seats, like the higher up seats, it's going to be like that $200, $400 range. But if you want anything in somewhere lower section, that's where that like twelve fifty up to seven seventy five hundred like that's where the the big tickets are that for those are like lower level. Of course, you want to get up close to see them. You're gonna pay like I guess the seven thousand dollars mid level twelve hundred dollars. Like you know, please <laughs> that's your two hundred. That's what your friend was talking about. <laughs> nah, it was the hot like because we clicked on the section. It was a section towards the front. That thing was like. Th- 300 to 800 is the range that I saw. And I'm just like, okay, high, but not crazy. But seven bands, what comes with that? 20 bottles of liquor, VIP meet and greet with Drake and Kanye, a picture with Adonis and North and Saint. (laughs) Like, I need the whole package for the seven bands. I need Drake to fly me to Toronto and give me a tour of the mansion, the compound, the estate, whatever he calls it, the embassy. Yeah, that's what he calls it. I want him to give me a personal guided tour <laughs> to every room in the embassy. And I want Kanye to take me to, um, uh, what's the state he everybody had, he had everybody going to? Wisconsin? Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want Kanye to show me the ranch and the farm on Wyoming and pick me fresh vegetables from the garden and serve it to me for $7,500. That's the package I want if, if if we paying that much for the Drake and Kanye concert. It's only right if all that's included for that price because that's expensive. Yeah, no, that that's wild. And I know that there's some fans out there that will pay it. And <laughs> I am not one of those. I am not one of them, as the kids say. I'm not I'm really really not but I feel like if people are willing to pay it I mean why not charge that much especially in the name of charity if it's going towards efforts to free Larry Hoover or if it's going towards different organizations that work on getting people out of prison I don't have a problem with it but I just want to know who's paying for this like I need to see the people (laughs) I need to see the dedicated fans that are paying these prices that's wild. Yeah, I want to see who does end up in those lower level seats because that'll show who has money. Hopefully, yes, people who already have money and people aren't going into debt to be that close to Drake and Kanye for this concert. So, right. We don't see. Beyonce not even charging that much now. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> But I will say like tickets to the Met Gala and things like that, different charity dinners are usually thousands of dollars. So if we look at it from that perspective, like, okay, they're charging this much to put it to charity. Cool. Fine. The millionaires who are surely going to be in attendance for this, if they want to pay that, I'm totally fine with that. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. All right. Now, speaking of Drake, let's talk about DJ Khaled because Drake gifted him a nice, nice Rolex for his birthday. And, you know, in true Khaled fashion, he was extra, extra hype. He did all of the Khaled theatrics with it, all of the antics. But amidst all of that, he revealed that he and Drake have another song cooking up. So this is Khaled receiving the watch. Just listen to how extra he is. All of the old shit. I'm on some Drake shit right here. Yo, Drake, this some Drake shit. This that Drake. You you started this crazy shit. You know that, right? All these green diamonds and shit. (laughs) Oh, 
shit. Like, with the Arabic dial inside. Oh, my God. You know I love this, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, everybody, man. I appreciate this shit, Biggest man. Biggest in the motherfucking game. I love yeah. it. Biggest in the game. Thank you so much, man. Another one. Happy birthday. Right. I appreciate everything. Yo, Drake, man. We got, I got some new music coming out with Drake real soon. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There you have it. Exclusively from the horse's mouth, DJ Khaled announces it. New Drake and DJ Khaled on the way. Are we ready for this? Are we wanting to hear another DJ Khaled Drake song before 2021 is up? I definitely am. I remember the first time they linked up, I was down in Miami and it was very Miami vibes when it came out. So it was like the perfect timing for that Drake and Khaled. I'm going to call him Khalid. That Drake and Khaled. But um, so yeah, it depends on where I'm at in the moment if it'll hit the same as in Miami, but I'm here for it. Drake and Khaled, they're a good match. Yeah, I'm always down for a Drake-Khaled collab. I know some people feel like they're tired of it. Every time Khaled needs a rollout or does an album, he has to put Drake on it. But I feel like if the formula is working, why tamper with the formula? Like, I love every time they link up from For Free to when they had did Grease and Popstar, even back to I'm On One. Oh, even back when they did No New Friends to the max. Like, Drake and Khaled have a great track record record of collaboration so I'm all for it he said the vocals are in but are they mixed and mastered are they done are they ready to put out onto all streaming platforms we don't know Khaled seemed pretty sauced up in the moment but then again I don't know if Khaled drinks or anything like that maybe that's just his natural energy his natural Khaled energy but either way I'm ready to hear this song yeah me too I think it's gonna be a good one for sure. Now, switching gears a little bit here. So let's talk about Rico Nasty because we've talked about her for the past few weeks. Just various different things she's had going on on this tour that she's been on with Playboy Cardi. She had hopped out to beat up a fan at one point because they threw a bottle at her, which, you know, I felt she was in the right for. But then even prior to that, there was times where she had gotten booed on stage and she's just really kind of been going through it on this tour. So this latest uh, edition of what's been happening with her is actually pretty sad to see. Yeah, the Twitter post had been deleted, but um, what she said was, I dead ass need at least two hours out of each day to just cry. Crazy how I wanted a tour bus my whole life. And now I just be on the tour bus crying myself to sleep every night. Then she goes on to say, I wish I was dead just as much as y'all do. Trust me. Hmm. I hate to hear that. I really, 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 really do. Because mm. it's like these people that are inflicting whatever negative things that they are inflicting upon Rico Nasty, they do it and forget about it and move on. So I just wish that it didn't impact and affect her so deep and you can't help it like you're human you're gonna feel some type of way if you're on stage performing doing your art that you created and people boo you but you really got to try to recognize it's like these are 15 14 13 year old kids they're coming straight from school going to these concerts and they're just trying to get a moment they're trying to get a rise out of you there's playboy cardi stands like they don't really care about anybody else they came to see cardi it's not even personal to Rico Nasty it's just young people acting a damn fool like young people do so I just really hope that she recognizes that like it's not a reflection on her or her talent or her music or her skills or anything like that 
it's just the fact that people is going to act up if they want to act up. And unfortunately, you're bearing the brunt of that because you're not Playboy Cardi, this person that they idolize or they look up to. So I just wish it didn't hit her that deep. But I can see how it would, especially you got people throwing things on stage at you, all types of crazy stuff. But I just hate to see that, especially her saying, you know, she wishes she would die as much as they do. Because the truth of the matter is probably they don't even want her dead. They probably do whatever they do to her and go on about their day and forget completely about it. Meanwhile, she's left with these feelings. So it's just sad to see. And if Rico Nasty does hear this or see this, I just hope she realized like this is not a reflection of you. This is them just wanting to act up. Yeah, exactly. Like the point you made about them being a young audience, you know, Playboy Cardi's audience is really just for Playboy Cardi and it's, Rico Nasty has fans and her peers do give her credit. Like um, Kaylani, she jumped on Twitter to defend what was going on. She said, Rico is a gem of an artist and a person. I hope you know how epic and special you are. And then Megan Thee Stallion also took time to tweet at Rico too, being saying that she wishes Rico Nasty well and proclaimed her to be a beautiful, strong ass, amazing ass artist and woman. So clearly you can see the people who matter to Rico Nasty and you know actually know Rico Nasty's music and are Rico Nasty fans they're gonna rock with her and support her as well it's just it sucks that these Playboy Cardi fans these young teenagers who don't really know one Rico Nasty song get into her head about stuff like that it's just I don't know if she should have joined the tour if it was the wrong tour to um to be a an uh, opening act for but you know hopefully she gets on a better tour her own tour and she can get more confidence and more reassurance about her own fans that come out to support her so right and there's gonna be a better fit for her that comes along like you know people try out different things they go on tour with different people sometimes the tour works sometimes it doesn't everybody's gonna go through these sort of ups and downs in their career so hopefully she doesn't lose her confidence and her abilities and hopefully she just doesn't take this super duper personal because don't don't want to die over these people I'm sorry like it's not they're not that important for you to feel this way over like no they're not and with the Kehlani and the Megan the Stallion thing I really appreciated that because people need to see this upliftment like I feel like for so long there's been this culture of oh like I'm the one it's just me like whatever everybody else got going on that's none of my business and I like that these new female artists are kind of going against the grain with that and just really uplifting each other really being supportive hopping on each other's songs going on tour with one another and just really uplifting each other and I really love to see that so kudos to Megan and Kehlani for uplifting her when they see that she is in a time of need. Exactly. All right. Now, lastly, let's talk about the biggest thing to happen over this weekend, the untimely, unfortunate passing of fashion innovator Virgil Abloh. Super, super unexpected. And I feel like at this point, I got to stop taking naps because every time I go to sleep, take a little 30, 45 minute nap. As of recently, I feel like I wake up and there's either a text message or a tweet on my phone that says somebody died or somebody passed away. Like it's been really weird. So this latest edition, you know, a little um, post Thanksgiving Ida snap I wake up from still eating that last day of leftovers. And I see a text message from one of my friends and it's a link to a post from LVMH making a statement about the death of Virgil Abloh. And I'm just like, damn, like Virgil, what, what like what happened? He's obviously not going to be out here getting into violent situations. He's a pretty young guy, seemed healthy looking. I'm like, what happened? And it turns out that he had cancer and was battling it for years and we didn't even have a clue about it. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think, of course, the public didn't know about the cancer battle and things like that. And then so for him to pop up and that he just passed away due to it, it's like, I remember people bringing up where people were trying to cancel him that one time. And like, just imagine like everybody was trying to cancel him and he was just battling this cancer in private and no one knew. So I think, I think it shocked a couple people that he did just end up passing away from this battle because people were going at him so hard. And like, it goes to show you, we don't know what people are dealing with in their own lives and stuff like this happens. So it's kind of like, it's kind of sad. Very sad. The statement that they put out really kind of outlined everything that went on. It says LVMH, Louis Vuitton and Off-White are devastated to announce the passing of Virgil Abloh on Sunday, November 28th of cancer, which he had been battling privately for several years. We are all shocked after this terrible news. Virgil was not only a genius designer, a visionary, he was also a man with a beautiful soul and great wisdom. The LVMH family joins me in this moment of great sorrow, and we are all thinking of his loved ones after the passing of their husband, their father, the brother, or their friend. Yeah, and that post was from the chief executive officer of LVMH, Bernard Arnault. So yeah, it was definitely just super sad to read that and to know that he was going through that behind the scenes. It also brought up memories of Chadwick Boseman. Same type of thing. You just think this guy is in the public eye. We see him. Next thing you know, we hear he's gone. We don't know how. Then you hear it's cancer. And it's like, man, how many, how many greats is this disease going to claim? So many greats over the years lost to cancer. And it's just, it's honestly so sad to see. But the work that he left behind, the imprint that he left behind. And it's so funny that people mention like, oh, trying to cancel people or um, bring up negative things that people said about them while they were alive. But they don't mention the love that this person got while they were alive. They don't mention how many people hold them in such a high standard for what they contributed while they were alive. So I think as opposed to focusing on negative things that might have happened when they are alive, like focus on the great things, focus on the contributions. Virgil was the first person of African descent to be at the head of Louis Vuitton. Virgil founded Off-White. Virgil was at Fendi with Kanye West. Virgil designed some of the most prominent album, hip-hop album covers that we can think of. The Kanye West 808s and Heartbreak, Yeezus, to 2 Chains based on a true story, the Jay-Z and Kanye album, like all of these different contributions, cultural contributions that will be cemented forever. So I think those are the things that people should bring up when someone passes away, for sure. Yeah, exactly. When you look back at what Virgil has done, like it's very big, iconic moments of some of the, our favorite artists like Kanye, like Jay-Z and the, you know, just clothes that our favorite artists have worn. Like he brought up the the Pyrex. I forgot all about the Pyrex clothing line when that was big. He was involved with that. He created that and just little things that he's had his hand in that have shaped what we've known to love and like seeing the culture is like, that, that trumps everything he could have been involved with. If you just pay attention to what he brought positively to the culture and things like that, you got to give him his credit. Like, it's a, it's a loss for sure. Exactly. And even from him being appointed one of Time's, Time Magazine's most influential people in the top 100 most influential people in the world. And even in the year 2019, he was appointed to the board of directors on the Council of Fashion Designers of America. So like monumental accomplishments, accomplishments that will be remembered forever. So what if he, you know, renamed the $50 bill? That is legendary as well. Like a 50 is now a Virgil. 
started off yeah people were joking on him about it but then it just turned into like this running joke that makes people laugh like so many just positive contributions to the culture and then you even think about all of these different songs that mention off-white or mention Virgil that is the true measure of knowing like you are really a part of hip-hop culture when you're mentioned across several different rap and hip-hop songs like I can name a I can name Drake songs, Lil Baby, Gunna, multiple artists mentioning Virgil in their songs. So when the legacy is there, it's undeniable. Exactly. That's so true. What What is your favorite Virgil moment, though, or favorite Virgil contribution? Like I want to end it on a high note. We don't want to end it on a sad note. What's your favorite Virgil Abloh moment or contribution? I got to say the biggest moment, of course, is being like the first person of African descent to uh, be named an artistic director of such a big brand, Louis Vuitton. Like, that's amazing to see. But I also really liked, like, as far as his pieces, I was like an off-white fan. Like, anything that came out with the off-white brand, I was with it. I liked that the most. What about you? Mm. I got to go with the songs that Off-White and Virgil were mentioned in. Those were moments because it wasn't just no little up and coming rappers mentioning it. You got Gunna and Baby sold out dates. If you remember that song, matter of fact, hold up. Let's get a little Virgil karaoke going. Love that. Baby, sold out dates, cash every day. I got you a maze, a lot of blue rays. You cheat on my pet, the condo a cage. I did it in six, I gotta get laid. My jacket off white, don't mean that it's beige. I clean up real nice, I don't got a maze. I at night, I'm still rocking beige. Live on paradise, I don't see the shade. My jacket off white, don't mean that it's beige. Did you know what that meant when it first came out? Like when Gunna first said that, I was like, hold up. What do you mean? Like is off-white not like a similar color to beige? Like what is he talking about? And I'm like, right. off-white. Oh, off-white. Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> that was one of them. Gunna and Lil Baby sold out dates. And then you have T Grizzly back on his Activated album. He had a song with Lil Dirt called Blood Is Two. Now, um, if kids, children, if you're listening, we're going to need you to uh, cover your ears on this one. This is one of the more explicit uses of Virgil's clothing line, Off-White. But this was also one uh, that I like, too. On track, then confirm. That shipment should make it tomorrow. 5,200 stacks on your head. I bet you won't make it tomorrow. Uh. Night being on your crib all night. No sleep. They drinking Starbucks. I'm talking ball fly. You say my name one time. I'm going to tell them I fucked your boss wife. I know her chick. She wipe her face off with my Off-White. I bet you when Virgil made the clothing line, I don't think he thought that was what it was going to be used for. (laughs) I don't think he thought that Off-White was going to be used for such purposes. But that was another mention, another well-known mention of Virgil or his clothing line in a hip hop song. And then you have the most recent one. Do you know you remember the most recent one, right? It's on the tip of my tongue, but I cannot give you the name of it. But I think I know what you're talking about. You'll know when you hear it. Making a change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a road that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you, I'm only you. Yeah, I got one virtual, got one in that day. the only two, man. How many times have I shown and proved, man? How many nights I've been woke? Virgil got one, and I got one, and that there is the only two. Only two watches ever made of this sort of this kind. And they belonged to Virgil and Drake. I mean, iconic. What other word can you use for it? There's no other word. Iconic is only one. Come on, man. Countless contributions to the culture. We're going to end it on that note. It's a high note. 
Let us know your favorite Virgil moment uh, when you tap in with us on all social media. I am at Asia Sky on everything. And I'm at A-Dub on everything too. Make sure you follow us and let us know. And that is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. And also follow us on all of our social media like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yep, we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Thank you.